Welcome back, y'all. This is Pure Lunacy. It's been a hard few days. Last week, we heard of a gentleman being harassed for the color of his skin in New York City. And then in Minneapolis, we hear of the murder of George Floyd at the hands of a police officer. Rightfully so, people since then have utilized their First Amendment rights to protest protest the systemic racism, the systemic discrimination, to protest the killings of innocent people, people of color, and specifically black men in our country. We've come to a point where we're tired. As a whole, we continuously nod our heads, yes, it's absolutely wrong that Botham Jean was killed in his apartment. Yes, horrible thing that Ahmaud Arbery was killed. Yes, that was justifiably something that should be tried in court to see the killing of George Floyd. However, there comes a point where agreeing that this egregious behavior is unacceptable and people must take to the streets have their voices heard. We've seen people try to hijack the message, inciting riots and violence, but the message remains. In spite of those who would like to co-op this movement, this continued movement, the message is still there. Enough with the racism, enough with the discrimination. We've seen the protests affect the majority of our major cities in our country, New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, Minneapolis. However, we must, we must make this movement about all of us and not just our urban centers. We must take this message to our suburbs. We must take this message to our rural areas of our country and recognize that this is a fatal flaw of our country. Many people say, oh, Priscilla, this doesn't affect us. Yes, it does. I live in a suburb. I live in Rockwall, Texas. And if you know me, you know I'm very proud of my town. I love my community and I love my community members. Nevertheless, I do recognize that racism is alive and well here in Rockwall, Texas. You see, <laughs> when my family first moved here, the neighborhood was not as accepting. In fact, we had a gentleman, Brother Joe, from our church. Brother Joe was an older gentleman, former Marine, fought in World War II. He came to check our plumbing, it was his, as was his profession. And we had neighbors immediately approach him, our white neighbors. And they asked, who are they? Where are they coming from? Why are they here? Our first home <laughs> that my parents purchased with their hard-earned American money, living the American dream. And the first question received by our neighbors is, why are you here? One of the neighbors told Brother Joe, well, we, just, we, we have to ask because we've never had brown people here. Rockwall, Texas, y'all. 
In that first year, my father was stopped over seven times by our local police. It got to the point where they were stopping my father while my sister and I were in the car. My mother was in the car. My sister was in elementary school and I was in middle school. <laughs> Once they would realize that we lived here and at many times my father would hand over his license, his insurance and his attorney's card. The officer would return and say, oh, my apologies. We just want to make sure that our community is safe. So our presence makes our community unsafe. Our first year in Rockwall, our mail would disappear for weeks on end. Our home was vandalized many times. Often people would be paintballing our home. When we called the police, finally, after enough was enough, a police officer came to our home. And as my father showed him where the vandalism was occurring, the officer turned around to my father and said one simple question. Why are you here? My father politely said, I would like you to please leave my property. Racism is alive and well. There was a gentleman that was invited to our home a year or two later, prominent leader in our community. My father in discussion said, I would love to see the diversity come to this town and to have our Latino and African-American community members become part of this community. And maybe we even run for office and become voices of Rockwall. And that community member, who was a white male, stated, that's fine, as long as you remember who owns the guns. Racism is alive and well. Fast forward, so you see, that was 2002, 2003, when we were first moving into our town. Fast forward to the present. This family down the street moves in. The parents are white. But the young boy, maybe middle school or high school, he's a black young boy. He joins our town and he walks around just like any other kid walking his dogs. It's a sight to see in a neighborhood that claimed we don't usually have brown people here. However, what happens next? People start to leave comments on the next door app and start to state, I've started to see a suspicious black male walk his two dogs around our neighborhood. Does anyone know who he is? And people encourage this conversation. This was a little less than a year ago or two. Racism is alive and well, and it's not just in our urban centers. It's in our suburbs. It's in our rural towns, and we must acknowledge it. It's here in Rockwall, Texas. It's around our country. If you don't understand the protests, go find out why. Don't sit there and say, oh, it doesn't affect me. Therefore, it is not my problem. You see, this is a cancer. 
You can't put a band-aid on cancer and expect it to go away. We must address this head on, including in our suburbs, including in our rural towns. We can't allow discrimination and racism to continue. So the question then becomes, how do we address this? Protesting is great. I support it. However, protesting means nothing if you don't utilize yourself and those around you to make a difference in our communities. The first step, go vote. The majority of people of color do not vote. Young people do not vote. So the first step to making a difference isn't walking the streets, isn't protesting, go vote. There is literally an election every year. People say, oh, but my vote doesn't matter. Your vote matters, especially, especially in local elections. Go vote for your council member. Go vote for your school board. Go vote for your judges. You don't like the justice system? In Texas, judges are elected. You don't like how our Texas constitution is being upheld? Our Texas Supreme Court and our Court of Appeals, they're all elected. If you don't like the candidates, become one. But you can't stop at walking the streets. You can't stop at protesting. That does nothing if you don't put some action behind it. On top of that, become informed. Y'all can't sit here and tell me that you don't know Dax, second cousin, twice removed, middle name, and yet you don't know who is up for election. That's unacceptable. Part of the problem is that we only protest when there's misbehavior and instead of standing up, voting, and electing people to uphold the policies and the values that we know is gonna make a difference in our communities. We know is gonna fight racism and discrimination. Instead, we sit back. We vote on American Idol. We, we sign the petition, change.com or .org petition online. And that's it. That is not enough. You wanna make a difference? Stand up and go vote. That is the bare minimum. You wanna make a greater difference? Become a leader. Run for office. Change the policy. Go speak before your city council. Go speak before your county commissioners. Do something beyond just protesting because that will fall on deaf ears if you are not part of the voting populace. This is the United States of America. We still have a voice. We still have an opportunity to make a difference. We still have an opportunity to make a change. But if you don't exercise that opportunity, there are those who have no problem taking away your rights. There's a reason why our forefathers fought for our rights. They gave their lives. It wasn't just the revolution. It wasn't just the Civil War. It wasn't just the Civil Rights Movement. There are people today giving their lives. And we need to be part of that movement to make a change. This is a lifelong dedication. You don't just vote for the president. Elections occur in Texas every May, 
and November. There's at least one election every May or November. Go vote. Go run for office. Go make a difference. But if you sit there, you cross your hands and you say, it doesn't matter, you're absolutely right. Go sit in your corner because your protesting means nothing. That is pure lunacy. Pure lunacy isn't just talking about it. Pure lunacy isn't just protesting about it. Pure lunacy is about making a change and a difference. And amongst all other things, let me say this. We must do this with love. We must love our fellow man. We must love our fellow woman. We must love, we must love. Because if we do this with hatred in our heart, it will still lead to the collapse of our country. It will still lead to the collapse of our society. We need to learn how to forgive and love as we fight. That's pure lunacy. Pure lunacy is knowing that we cannot be vindictive. Instead, we need to plant a seed for the future generations, just like our past leaders planted a seed. Those in the civil rights movement, there are many people who have never gotten to see the fruits of their labor. We must do the same when we must plant the seeds so that the fruits of our labor are experienced by our children and our children's children. We may never get to experience it, but we don't do it for us. We do it for our beautiful country because at the end of the day, this is the greatest country in the world. But we have a deadly cancer and we must eradicate it. And we can't do it without you. This is pure lunacy.